Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 567 starts right after a word from The Crystal Show. This wild thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about The Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. Thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. Visit thecrystalshow.com for great commentary along with a pimp's perspective, something you definitely need to check out and hear. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Going through three topics tonight, one of them being Valentine's Day. You know, Sunday is a day of love in many households across the country, uh, or lust. But um, how will you spend the day? You know, what's your favorite Valentine's Day memory? And what's the man, man's or woman's responsibility when it comes to Valentine's Day? Also, there was a situation down in Texas where a 12-year-old girl was suspended from school for attempting to save another girl's life. Get to that. And lastly, we'll talk about Beyonce's message in her music. Fox News lost their minds over, um, I guess you could say, Beyonce's blackness when she kind of gave a subtle tribute to, well, I don't know if it was subtle to some, to the Black Panthers with her Super Bowl attire. And um, her performance really rubbed Rudy Giuliani the wrong way. You know, was that the type of venue to inject race, you know, at a family event at the Super Bowl, or was that the perfect place to do it? All of this and more on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go, to the 517 area code, the outskirts of Detroit, Michigan, to welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's up, Chris? Thank you. How are you? I am outstanding. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Very well. Okay. We will go ahead and get started. For those who are on hold, feel free to hit one when you want to chime in and join the the radio show. Now, Crystal, we're talking about Valentine's Day, so I'm going to ask you from a woman's perspective, what do you think the man's responsibility should be on Valentine's Day regarding the woman? 
Well, first of all, he needs to know his woman. Okay, number one. And a lot of men get it so wrong because a lot of men think about how they feel about Valentine's Day, which is, you know, they call it just another, you know, greeting card or Hallmark card kind of a holiday. Mm -hmm. And they do not pay attention to their woman and how she feels about it. Now, some women don't care. They're like, okay, I'm good, whatever you want to do. It's fine, no big deal, you know, flowers or whatever. But a lot of women really do care about Valentine's Day. So his responsibility is to cater to what level she's at. And he needs to know that. If he doesn't know that, then he can truly fuck up a really good relationship. (laughs) Okay. So as as long as he's in tune with what she wants, um, basically it shouldn't be any problem then, Um, as long as he pays attention. And never, the biggest thing is that men do is they actually go by what a woman says initially. Like when a woman says, I don't care about flowers, I don't, you know, flowers are not a big big thing to me, or it's not a big thing, I don't care, whatever you want to do. That's bullshit. Never go by that answer. That answer is crap. You need to dig deeper. Okay. So the message is, fellas, don't listen to women. That's the message. <laughs> the message is de- <laughs> dig deeper. See, already Q has already fucked y'all. The, the message is dig deeper into your woman. Go deeper. <laughs> Not a bad message. Literally and figuratively. Right. Okay, so um, on Twitter, SPK13 chimed in and said, um, both should make a genuine effort to show their significant other love like they should be striving to do just any, like any other day. Is it just any other day, Crystal? No. Just like your birthday is not just any other day, Christmas is not just any other day. If if your significant other, okay, really does feel that for whatever reason, and you've already explored this, that, you know, Valentine's Valentine's Day is not that important to her, then maybe another day is. Maybe her birthday means something. Maybe Christmas or Thanksgiving means something or, or July the 4th or whatever. You have to figure out which of those holidays or which day means something. And that's what you cater to the most. Um, and and a lot of times we we forget about that part of the relationship, and you don't understand why your mate is upset, and it's because you know you neglected something very, probably very obvious that you just you know looked over. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, to the nine one zero area code, I go. The Tar Heel State. Of North Carolina, but he's making his way through the Long Star State of Texas. We welcome on the man who plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's happening, bro? What's going on, Q? Hi, Crystal. Hello. All right. Uh, Dr. Willis, what should be the woman's responsibility to the man on Valentine's Day? Well, Valentine's Day is a holiday for lovers. It doesn't say, you know, uh, it's a day for women. 
They don't say it's a day for men. It's a day for lovers. So um, I would I would guess that um, you know they should they should uh, um, do what they're expecting. You know, if if you know if you're expecting some kind of thought put into it or whatever, and then put some thought into it, and you do it for him, and vice versa. Um, but you know, we've taken Valentine's Day to to just be a, a day for the women and stuff, and that is so far from the case. So, I think women should uh, you know put some thought into it and then uh, do and practice what they preach on that end. Okay, okay. I mean, most people think Valentine's Day is a holiday for women. Um, it's all about the roses and the chocolates or chocolate-covered strawberries or whatever she may fancy. Um, and for the most part, that's how a lot of people look at it. But there are some women who put forth effort to do things for the guys, you know. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. This is, you know, something that's unexpected from a significant other who decides to kind of throw a little something your way. But, uh Crystal, your fondest Valentine's Day memory? Do you have one? No. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't have. Thank you. One. Good night. I'm sorry. I mean, seriously, I really don't have one, and that is because for me, and it's too late now. But for me, um, Valentine's had always been a very serious holiday for me, and you know, and they've all fucked it up. So, so no, I haven't had a a great memory of Valentine's Day. It's always been a dark day. Um, it's always um, whatever day it falls on. It's dark Sunday, dark Wednesday, dark Saturday. But this year, actually, it's not going to be that. But that's that's what it's always been. Okay, Crystal, I'm just waiting on the movie. That's all. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Willis. Dr. Willis, what about you, man? You have a Valentine's Day memory? Uh, yeah, not probably not along the lines of what uh <laughs> we've been talking about though. I've um, you know, when I was in the, you know, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I, I was <laughs> I was pretty wild, so I, I've had some really good Valentine's days. I'll put it like that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I, I, I mean, for me, you know, no one day, just one Valentine's date sticks out. Uh, now, this is, I, I thought about this the other day when I was talking to someone, and they asked me what I was doing for Valentine's Day, and I'm not doing anything this year, all right? Um, and I thought about it, and we started talking. This is probably the first Valentine's Day since I was in high school, maybe, that I didn't have, like, a date or anything going on. Uh, so it's been a while, but, I mean, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal as far as uh, for those out there who may be single and don't have anything going on. I mean, you know, let the couples have their day, let the lovers have their day, and, you know, Hey, The Walking Dead starts Sunday for those who watch it. I don't like zombies, but I know there are a lot of people out there who are, who are interested. But I just can't think of one particular memory that comes to mind for Valentine's Day. I mean, it's always been one of those days where you go out, you get a steak, you try to find some live music and just have a good time and enjoy each other, you know. But let me go to another caller, to the 850 area code. 
the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the homie Buck. What's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing up, well, man. How you doing? Fantastic. All right, Buck, you have a, a Valentine's Day memory? Yeah, uh, I had a, a real good one, but, you know, it, it was it was real good. Um, ended up, uh, it was actually by surprise um, at that particular time. Um, and it, it was, I won't give any details, but it was just, it was, Really, really a good, good time. It was outstanding, and uh, but I've also been on the bad side of that too. So, uh-uh. um, I had one time it ended up being on the bad side, but but the the good the good one ended up making up for the bad one. So, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Now, let me and any any one of you can answer if you're. In a, if you're in a relationship with someone, all right, this is not someone you're just starting the date. This is someone you're in a relationship with, you've been sexually active with before, all of the, that good stuff. Is there an expectation of sex at the end of a Valentine's Day date? Or should there I be an expectation? I think there is, um, even, if, even if you haven't been dating that damn long, I mean, uh, speaking from you know the average guy's perspective, I put it like that, and I, I'll talk for myself just in case you got some guys out there that you know want to play that high role. But from the, from guys like me, if you know we've been dating, um, you know it don't have to be a long time. You know it could be fairly new or whatever. But you know we've been together, uh, <laughs> hanging out, doing things. Shit, yeah, it's Valentine's Day, it's special. So you know we get some out of day rule and you know make an exception. I co sign on that. Doctor Willis is like, I just met at the ATM five minutes ago. <laughs> five minutes ago. That's that's a five too long. But when she agreed to go to dinner with me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Crystal, what do you think? I mean, is the expectation that, you know, you kind of consummate the evening, so to speak, when you have someone you've been in a relationship with and you go out for Valentine's Day. Is that part of it, just like maybe dinner and a movie may be? No, that all depends. It all depends on how good I've been made to feel on that particular day. And also, like, okay, for instance, Valentine's Day is falling on a Sunday, I believe, this, this year. Yeah, yeah. So that means that on Friday prior I should be getting flowers to my office, okay, from mm-hmm. where I work, wherever the hell that may be. Right, so everybody and, can see. Um, yeah, that's right. Everybody right. gets to I, see. I learned that doesn't. day. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, first of all, that has to happen. Okay, so by Friday at 5 p.m., I've already decided whether I'm going to fuck you or not. So... If I haven't received my flowers, yeah, I don't care. I don't care it's what like, you it's do. It's almost like you don't want it. It's like, oh my goodness, do I really want this? Oh, you don't want it. Okay, you don't want it. But what I'm saying, you done fucked up. You done fucked up. So therefore, let's say you missed this, you forgot, or oops, 
or whatever, even though there's like PD and all these pro flowers that are sending you a million fucking emails for the last two weeks. You, you know, you missed that. Okay, so here comes Sunday. Now, you're going to have to make up some some serious shit, you know. And, and of course, you're probably not going to go out on Sunday. Maybe you'll go out on Saturday because you got the whole damn weekend, okay? <laughs> you got the whole damn weekend. So, yeah, so it all depends on that, whether or not you're going to get any sex or not. So, okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, but if you go out on Saturday and Valentine's on Sunday, is that going to make you feel like a side piece? I mean, guys, if no. your woman wants to go out, if your woman wants to go out Saturday, or ladies, if your man wants to go out Saturday, you know, Valentine's Sunday, if you got to go to work Monday, I mean, is that going to make you wonder, okay, what are you doing Sunday? No, no, because if you're in a relationship, Sunday you may be doing other things. Sunday is usually a family day. It's like, you know, it's, it's you know, Sunday, so you might be spending time with your family or whatever or whatever. So, no, not necessarily. And, yeah, you do have to get up and go to work the next day. So the, it's the whole weekend. That's why it's, it's Valentine's Day weekend. Okay. Yeah, that's how I the whole weekend. That, that, give me Saturday sex the whole weekend. That's the thing. <laughs> well, you ain't having, if, it were, if the date is not until Sunday, you ain't having sex on Saturday. <laughs> just know that. You, need to you play the whole weekend, so Saturday. hey, don't 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 shortchange yeah. me on that part now. No, nope, nope, nope. Weekend, nope. Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Look, if you want to have sex Saturday and Sunday? You need to plan something great for Saturday. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and any respectable woman knows that shit. You took Friday out of it. I'm t- I said Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, not just Saturday and well, Sunday. Friday, well, Friday, Friday, you get sex on Friday if the flowers came to the job on Friday, okay? So you'll get sex on Friday. And then Saturday you'll get sex if you do something on Saturday. You know, and if you don't do anything on Saturday and we're, we're saving it for Sunday, then maybe, maybe you might get a little oral, maybe. I don't know. But um, really yeah, we have to see about it. What's your job? What's your job? I'm not sure what a little oral is, but okay. Yeah, that means I, I it think ain't that great. That's what that means. It ain't that great. <laughs> you know, that's just some basic shit, some basic oral. Uh, uh, I don't know this basic yeah. you speak of. All right, so, um, you know, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming Sunday. Um, and I heard someone today say Valentine's Day. It's an N, not an M. Um, it is coming on Sunday. And so, of course, a lot of restaurants will be booked and things of that nature. Let me ask you one last question before we go on to the next subject. When it comes to Valentine's Day and guys, you know, you have a baby mama situation, uh, do you take the kid somewhere to get your baby's mother uh, or your child's mother uh, something for Valentine's Day, whether it's just a card or chocolates, or I mean, is that okay? Like, if you're in another relationship, or is that something that you really have to kind of be leery of? If you can't do it around your significant other, I don't suggest doing it at all. Buck, what do you think, man? Can you get your child's mother something for Valentine's Day without, you know, upsetting the person you're with now? I wouldn't do that. It just, I mean, 
there's a reason why, you know, you're not with that person anymore. So why in the world would you do something of that that magnitude regardless of whether you're a kid or not? I mean, that's you I mean that's just just that just I mean, not it's from really the kid now. Sense. It's not it's, it's not from you, it's from the kid. It's just that you have to buy it, of course, and kids don't have money. Well, that's different. If the kid if if my son wants to get something for his mom, then I'm 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 cool with that. I have no problem with that. I'm just okay. not gonna do it, you know, I'm not gonna go out my way right, to right. You know, the them days over with. That's why I signed papers to make sure. Right, right. Not, I'm not so, saying now, you. I'm not saying you. And Bobby, I don't yeah. know if I made that clear okay. with you or, now, or not. You know, if it's, if it, if, it, if it, you know, if my son wants to do something like that, that's cool. Because we, I mean, that's just, you know, I want to get my mom something. That's cool. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that all day long. Okay. Exactly. Crystal, Crystal, if you're the other woman, and your man wants to buy something for his child to give to their, you know, to his mom or her mom. Is that okay with you? Okay. <laughs> that would all depend <laughs> on the situation of how this came to be. Now, if his son um, or daughter or whatever, uh, you know, and depending on the age or whatever, said, called him and said, Dad, you know, I want to get Mom something for Valentine's Day, whatever, um, and I want to make a card. I want to go buy a Hallmark card or something. Can I borrow five dollars or ten dollars? You know, that's that's okay because he's borrowing five dollars to do what he wants to do. I mean, and I probably wouldn't even get that message. I mean, I don't like, you know, where would I, you know, have this conversation that I wouldn't even know this, you know, because hopefully he would have a conver- you know, and and a relationship with his son where I'm not necessarily involved with all that in detail. Mm-hmm. But if there's something where, um, like, he, like, mom gets this tennis bracelet from his son, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> like, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Taste. Only the best for mom. <laughs> wait, whatever, nigga. Whatever. Damn, that's okay. bullshit there. Oh, hell no. Ain't getting no See, fucking tennis bracelet. He lost his damn mind with that. Oh, right, boy. now we're tripping. That would be but, hilarious. No. So yeah, it just it just depends. I mean, I definitely would want to know that my you know significant other is being um, there for his children mm-hmm. and in their in his children's life. That's very important. And so yeah, I wanted him to help him with whatever he needs. But if it seems more like this is coming from him as opposed to you know his seven year old or even sixteen year old. Wife, Sixteen-year-old is probably like, "Hey, Dad, I need some money to give to my girlfriend, <laughs> you know, to my mom." Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, see, there's a fine line there. It just depends. So no, that's, man, you are. First of fine. all, if, if I'm the mom on that other side, I'm like, "Nigga, don't be giving me no damn gift. You ain't coming to back up in here. <laughs> what you need to be doing <laughs> is trading this shit in and give me my goddamn check." Okay, that's what you need to be. So. Yeah, that sounds more like you right there. All right, so three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Change topics and move on to a twelve year old girl in the state of Texas. Um she had a classmate who had an asthma attack. And, you know, was gasping for air. And so she decided to give her classmate 
an inhaler, you know, her personal inhaler, so she can try, you know, essentially try to save her life. Well, the school looked at it as sharing a controlled substance, and they suspended her. And there also uh, were talks when I last read this story that they were going to possibly move her to an alternative school because of the situation. Um, Dr. Willis, I'll start with you on this first, man. Um, Is the school just going with their whatever zero tolerance policy they may have, or should they have looked at this on a case-by-case basis, given that the girl was essentially trying to save someone's life, and as as a 12-year-old, I'm pretty sure she never considered the rules when she panicked and saw her friend was choking. Well, I think uh, there's two components to this situation. Um, First of all, you have to understand the application of the drugs, right? Um, You know, you have class, I think, uh, one through four controlled substances, right? And I think three, uh, maybe two, but I think I know for for a fact three and four are are considered, you know, um, strictly controlled. So, uh, first of all, you have to find out, you know, and I don't know this either. I don't know where albuterol falls under, but uh, you have to figure out what um what's classified as then two the the probably the the biggest issue in this in my opinion is that you know with, with the sensitivity of the nation right now, everybody wants to sue somebody for something all right everybody you know is is is, is uh offended by something so if the if the school allowed the little girl to do that and then something happened to the other little girl, then guess what they get sued mm-hmm. so they have to they have to set a precedent that this is not allowed even if it is in the act of saving somebody's life. All right, so they uh so in, in this case the school had to to protect themselves cuz it all comes down to money. They already hurt for money anyway. Right. Just imagine if something happened to the little girl that got saved and she if she would have died or gotten sick or whatever the case may be though, that that little girl's parents would have sued the school. They may not say that right now because it worked out well for them, but I guarantee you that if if something would happen to that little girl, they would have been suing the school. School has yeah, I was saying I think either way, even if the the other girl didn't give her the medicine and something would have happened, they probably would have tried to sue the school either way. Okay, but that that case probably wouldn't have gone as far as if if you know she would uh, something would have happened to the little girl in the right. process of her saving. So the school, I think, uh, put in, they put in um, between a rock and a hard place on this one. I think they should take it on a case-by-case basis, but at the same time, uh, they have to look out for the bottom line, which is uh, always, you know, centered around money. So um, I can't really, you know, I, even though I hate the decision, you can't really blame the school on this situation. Okay. And we made it like that. The, the American people made it like that. It's, this, you know, this is something that we got to yeah. look at ourselves for. We sue for everything. So, all right, on Twitter, PJ Extra chimed in and said, file for the suspension, but she shouldn't have shared for a bunch of reasons, but the suspension is just dumb. Crystal, what do you think? Um, I mean, do you agree with the zero-tolerance approach that some schools have to prevent showing favoritism, or do you think they should have looked at this for what it was and made a, I guess, a more educated, no pun intended, decision? Well, I uh, have to agree uh, with Dr. Willis on this because, um, and for for all the things that he said, yes, (laughs) and for all the things that he said, because it's such such a shame that this is where we're at, you know, 
um, in, in the world. I mean, we have to, um, you know, kind of, you know, watch our backs and, you know, COIA, you know, because we, we you never know what's going to happen, you know. You never know what's going to happen to a person. Now, should she have been suspended? I would say no, but, however, I don't know what was happening with the parents themselves because I could hear them, you know, hearing, okay, we're going to sue you, how dare you do this, and then they're saying, okay, look, we're, we're, we'll, we'll suspend her, and then, therefore, we, we don't have any culpability at all regarding this because we're doing everything we, you know, our policy states or whatever. So, you know, I I have to agree with that. I mean, it's just... It is a shame that this we've come to this in our in our um world that people can sue and just like you were saying to you, you know, this is what has happened, you know. We've made it this way. We've made it this horrible where you can't even save someone's life. Now a twelve year old girl um doesn't know about the world like we do. And um if I was there I probably would have done exactly the same thing. If I was a person who was on asthma and who had an inhaler, I would give it to them, you know, because, you know, that's that's the natural thing that anyone would do. But unfortunately, we live in a society where, yeah, people will sue over anything. Even if the parents didn't think immediately, I want to sue, somebody said, well, you should sue them. You know what I mean? And now let's make some money. Now let's make some money. So yeah, unfortunately, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, Buck, you want to give your two cents? Yeah, I, I think it's um, ridiculous that it's gotten to this point. Um, you know, in today's society, you know, we, we've got it to the point now where we can't, you know, help each other. And I know that you know, the kids, the kids know innocence, man. And you know they, you know, they're gonna help. They're going to help their, you know, their friends and so forth. I think this is ludicrous. I don't think they should have, um, you know, suspended the child for this. It's, it's just wrong. But this is just the society that we live in now because of this. But um, it's sad to see it. But unfortunately, we have to make, you know, we we've made it hard on ourselves because, you know, you know, like this. So. I don't agree with the suspension because I think the kid was doing the right thing by trying to save the other person. But, you know, well, unfortunately, that's where we're at in society. So uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So we have to deal with it the way that we got it set up now. But we have to start looking at this. This is where the people that we elect in, the, in these positions need to take a president. They need, this is a situation that needs to be looked at. Um, and maybe that's something that we can change down the road because this is this shouldn't happen like this. The kids should not be suspended for helping another one stay alive. If anything, they should be getting a comment, you know, some sort of accommodation or something, you know, stating that they saved somebody else. So something needs something's wrong with that picture, and we need to we need to kind of fix that. I mean, are we are we beyond the point of a warning? Well, you can tell someone, look, this is your one chance. Or we, I guess we're beyond that point, huh? We might be. We're necessarily beyond it, but I think that we're getting, we're we're pretty close. We're we're towing that line right now. Good gracious, I think it's sad. I feel badly for the for the girl. 
who uh, may wind up in an alternative school, behind just doing what probably came naturally to her, something she didn't even have to think twice about, and that was mm-hmm. um, trying to save her her friends. You know, do what she thought was saving her friend's life. Uh, I think I think a secondary worst case uh, scenario behind this or fallout from this is that now that 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 was an example for the other kids, you know, don't help somebody. So now if they see somebody struggling or they see something's um, going on with somebody, they're going to keep walking past or they're going to stand there and just watch because yeah. they know that if they do something, it's it's possible they can be sent uh, kicked out of school. So I think that, um, that there's going to be a lot of fallout from this. But at the same time, like I said, though, you know, you got to put yourself in the school's position, you know. I hate the decision, and I'll be the first to say that because I don't, I don't want people to get my words twisted that right. are listening. I, I am I am not for the decision, but I understand it. I can't blame it, the school. It's sad because not only do you have to worry about the school, you have to worry about the person you may be trying to help as well. Like, for example, um, there are some people who yeah, are probably reluctant, reluctant to give CPR because if they fool around and crack one of your ribs, then, you know, they might get sued. And it's a yeah. shame that you have people that have to weigh the pros and cons to saving your life because they got to worry that's about some type too. of fallout. That, that's a valid point. That little girl, her parents could have gotten sued too. Yeah. So it's it's like, it's to the point, and, you know, I always criticize people when I see those videos of someone who appears to be in danger and there are a bunch of people standing around filming instead of helping. And, you know, maybe this is in their best interest to film rather than help because they don't want to get sued, which is a shame. That's the world we live in. But, uh, you know, what can you do? 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Um, on Twitter, uh, Sapphire Enterprises chimed in and said zero tolerance doesn't allow for circumstances. Our legal system has space for mitigation circumstances. And, um, yes, I guess that's a matter if they want to look at it that way or or try to, you know, take things by a case-by-case basis. That's the problem. I don't think they do. I don't think we look at things and try to figure out a way to uh, come to a sensible or logical conclusion. It's basically what can we do to protect our bottom line and even though a lot of people were frowned upon that, um, you know, that you would feel the same way if it was your bottom line. You know, it would make you think twice about what you would be want to be held responsible for. So that's just how it rolls. But all right. So now I want to talk about the halftime performance in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh Beyonce performed her newest song, Formation. And I mean, if you, I don't know if y'all have seen the music video, but throughout the music video, which I, which I enjoy, by the way, they're carefully placed messages of blackness, so to speak. You have a man that's holding up the cover of uh, the Truth newspaper that has Martin Luther King on it. Um, there's a scene where these police officers are standing in front of this young black boy who's dancing in the street. And then there's a like graffiti on the wall that says "Stop shooting us," and and there's also scenes in the in the video where 
there's a police car, a New Orleans police car that's sinking in the water, uh, a la Hurricane Katrina, you know. And so it's a very popular song. It has um, a lot of little messages, I guess, throughout the song. And Beyonce performed this song at the Super Bowl halftime show. All right. Now, some of the lyrics of the song, she talks about Afro puffs and wide noses, and she used the term Negro multiple times. And so Mayor Giuliani from, you know, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, had some comments about the show. And he said, quote, the halftime show I thought was ridiculous anyway. I don't know what the heck it was. A bunch of people bouncing around and all strange things. It was terrible. This is football, not Hollywood. And I thought it was really outrageous that she used it as a platform to attack police officers. Who are the people who protect her and protect us and keep us alive? End quote. Uh, Crystal, what do you have to say? Let's start with Giuliani first. Um, what do you have? What do you think about his comments on this? That she he thought that Beyonce was attacking cops with her performance. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> this is just pure guilt. Okay, pure YT guilt. But um, they had already seen apparently the actual video, which is why they were commenting on the actual show. If they never seen the video, then they wouldn't make those um, kind of correlations, number one. Um, number two, this is the first time that white people realize that Beyonce is actually black. <laughs> you, know, you know, caramel skin and all. Shout out to my caramel brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, she's actually black, all right? I mean, she's not white, people, even though you love her and she's the queen of everything and, you know, whatever, she's black. And so, and she, in the video, if you've seen the video, first of all, she makes homage, she pays homage to her mother, who is, you know, Creole. And, yeah. and actually, that's the first time she's ever done that, you know, really. And so I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. That's great. You know, that's nice and neat for her to do that. And then so the basis of the video is New Orleans, you know, which is where a lot of uh, Creole people live in, in that area in Florida and all that. Yeah. So she makes a comment regarding the um, thinking of the, you know, the police car. I think that's where, you know, a lot of the – where he has um, grabbed hold of was the fact that Beyonce, through the uh, the majority of the video, is sitting on top of this police car that is sinking into the floodwaters, you know, of Katrina. And it is a statement to say that you never came and helped us, okay? We, you know, as blacks and the people of Louisiana, were drowning and nobody came to help. And this is where they were. They were on top of their houses, on top of cars, you know, floating in the water, whatever. So it's a very obvious statement. Now, the performance um, they made, because they happened to have on berets <laughs> that were black, you know. <laughs> so, oh, God, that must be the Black Panthers. Oh, my God, they're talking about that. Um, and, you know, who makes that correlation? So, and then the whole X, ex- 
saying that, oh, then now it's Malcolm X. She's talking about Malcolm X. She's making a comment, a statement about that. The problem is Beyonce is black, and she's making a comment at the point in her career where she's able to do that. She's a superstar. And yeah, this is the kind of person who can walk out on a stage of, you know, millions and millions of people at the fucking Super Bowl and, you know, basically put her this stuff into the air. And that's exactly what she decided she was going to do. And so she did it. And um, her popularity at this point cannot be lost. She's not going to lose anything except for you guys talking about it, you know, you know, the white people who are all upset. And I think the white people who are upset are making a point against themselves more so than against her, you know. Um <laughs> Which is kind of the you know kind of the interesting part when she talks about the whole Illuminati thing. In other words, it's all bullshit. I'm not an Illuminati. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm just a person, and I'm going to talk about what's going on in, with with my culture and with with humanity. And so, fuck you. Which is actually what she does in the in the video where she has yes, you know, both she of her fingers. Both fuck fingers. you. So. You know, screw you, fucking white people, America. You're just showing your guilt. Of we're not even talking about slavery, okay? <laughs> you know, so we're talking about something that is just fucking happening. A decade ago, it's still happening. So yeah, there it is. Okay, very well said. Very well said. Let me go back to the phones to the six hundred one area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi to bring on the man, the legend, with a pimp's perspective. Eminem, what's happening, man? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on? What's up, Eminem? And uh, I, I, I was digging a lot of what Crystal said. You know, I, I felt like it was. I, I feel like this became a story when someone told Rudy Giuliani what he was watching, because he didn't know what was going on in the Super Bowl at halftime. <laughs> he didn't know what was happening on the stage. I mean, I, I seriously doubt he put all this together himself. Someone told him he should have been outraged, and then he decided to be outraged about it. But, um, Eminem, do you have a problem with Beyonce's song selection for the Super Bowl 50 halftime performance? Was it too edgy for a family event? Oh, of course not. I really don't have a problem with nothing she does. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it was very entertaining, and, uh, and 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 that's what artists do. You know, artists, uh, you know, artists grow, artists expand. Artists, no artists just stay the same and mundane. You know, and that's just from the just that's just from the raw purest form. I mean, it has nothing to do with uh, hardly anything. You know, it's 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 one of those things where, um, you know, a lot of times art is just a reflection of 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 life in the moment. I mean, you can look back to, uh, you know, of course that was pretty much more so in your face. But Marvin Gaye, listen, you know what's going on. I mean, a lot of things are just signs of what's happening at that moment. You know, um, and a lot of times art it will reflect that. You know. Um, and at the moment, I mean, if that's what they read into everything, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, she wasn't talking about something 400 years ago. Of course, that's the effects of stuff still going on that a lot of people, white and black, deny, you know, like shit never happened, you know. But uh, And that's not to blame white people 
just for everything, but I mean, shit still is fucked up. You know, it just um, a lot of things are not just so much in your face like it was in the deep south, uh, especially you know, fifty plus years ago when you know you could just be riding around and you know, just because nobody's just outright just saying nigger and go back to Africa don't mean that everything is like perfect. Like you know, nobody ever you know gets mistreated. Nobody ever goes to jail for nothing. That's just some of the things she was saying. And, um, you know, with the police car sinking, I mean, you know, everybody was mad as hell, you know. You know, um, uh, uh, a lot of my family was personally affected by that in, 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 in New Orleans and where I grew up in Mississippi. I mean, you know, because we have no publicity in, in, in nah. Mississippi, but, you know, it was segments of, of communities where people damn near almost starved to death because nobody could get out or nothing. You know, uh, uh, my dad damn near saved the community we grew up on. Um, but, you know, just by knowing how to do certain things and, you know, and tap some water sources or whatever just so people could, you know, have toiletries and stuff like that. Uh, and, and and this is stuff that people know for a fact. And when you see motherfuckers going to the moon and spending large amounts of money on all this other stuff, you know, and if you ever are affected, especially personal by it, you know, it don't matter what color you are, you're going to be pissed because you're like, oh, hell no. Nah. You know, people is, 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 is dead bodies floating and shit and, and, and uh, people dying and shit like that. And, you know, we can do all this other stuff. We can go into the caves and shit in Afghanistan, blowing motherfuckers up, and you can't even go in a house with an axe and get people out. Come on, man, it's bullshit. This is this United States. That's what outrage came from, and people still mad about it, especially in the Gulf states, you know. So, uh, for anybody to be offended that wants to blame everything on Beyonce, I mean, I don't understand that other than what Crystal said. Just fucking guilt. I mean, it kind of remind me of something that you know a lot of us may have forgotten about. But, you know, um, when Michael Jackson made the song, They Don't care, Really Care About Us, a lot of, well, I ain't going to say a lot of people, but uh, similar, some of the things were kind of put into that song, conspiracy-wise, like, oh, you know, who is Michael Jackson talking about and stuff like that. But if you think at the time he made it, you know, different things were going on. Um, and so it, it are, it's always going to reflect reality. But to sit up here and think, you know, for the at least it should the the portion of white America for them to think that okay, hey, you know, you're rich, you're not in the ghetto and all this stuff. Why does this matter? Because exactly. this is why it matter. There is nobody that's born in America that unless you just came off a rock somewhere, you might be this, you might be that. But goddamn it, ninety nine percent of everybody you are descended from is still where they are, you know. And everybody ain't on crack and everybody ain't on drugs and everybody ain't negative. It's just what it is. People are affected by a lot of different stuff, you know, and most of the stuff is not publicized. Everything is not a story. It's better now than ever because of, thank God for social media, because a lot of things would never get said. A lot of things would never get brought out. And when when you hear these things, because sometimes it can sound so, I use the word exaggerated, you know, it's like, oh, no, surely, surely that can't be the case. No, nobody does that anymore. It's like, well, 
90, like I said on the show a countless times, for the people listening, y'all can go back and listen to episodes going back four or five years ago. I say 95% of white America has told the child. I'm talking about like, like, damn, they don't even basically even see color. But for the 5%, now 5% is still quite a few people. But you look at corruption. You look at how people use stuff to manipulate things. It's like right now, uh, 100 people in a place that's cool has less power than one guy that can affect thousands of people. You see what I'm saying? One mm-hmm. one person can affect thousands. So if you still have a person that's over, just say, some type of uh, emergency personnel, a civil defense, he's like, oh, shit. And, uh, you know, oh, it ain't nothing but crime over there. It ain't nothing but let them niggas, you know. And I, I actually heard this come out of somebody's mouth, and I'm, I'm not saying they had a lot of power. They're like, you know, close the bridge and let these niggas rot. I mean, that type of shit. So when mm-hmm. you got people with actual power talking like that, that affects thousands and thousands of people, you know, well, I mean, don't act like shit don't exist. Shit is real. And, and no doubt. I, I, I think it's brilliant that any artist would do something besides just collect money and, you know, make songs and act like the world, you know, that, that, that you know, nothing exists. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I'm beyond the ticket with Eminem. Well, I had, yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to make up for some lost time. <laughs> He was going on, boy. No, you made some good points, though, man. And, and, I mean, for for Giuliani to be so upset, and when you could tell based on his quotes that he had absolutely no idea what he was talking about, I mean, uh, that's an example of one of those leaders right there. But to marry Giuliani, there's a little music for you right there. But... All right, but let's talk about the song's lyrics now. Uh, you know, like I said, the song mentioned the term Negro multiple times. Uh, is that too much for a Super Bowl performance? Well, you know, in today's time, I mean, you, you look, you know, people is going to, you know, they're going to think that that's going to be, you know, a little bit touchy. But, you know, my thing is this. I don't think it was inappropriate. I mean, it's a Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, we've seen we you know we've seen and heard different things at the Super Bowl thing. We've seen titties at the in the middle of the Super Bowl thing, where a tits. But the bottom line of it is, is that you know, to me, I don't really give a shit. I mean, I, I thought it was a good a good performance, and if she decides she wants to you know jump out on stage and you know speak her mind and you know bring the song to light, I'm all for it. I thought it was really good. Um, so. You know, for anybody that, you know, didn't like the performance, they didn't have to watch the performance. They could have been drinking or playing cards or whatever the hell they wanted I've to do. I've been drinking. Right. You know, so, so I mean, I, you know, it's, we complain as a society too much about simple-ass shit. And it just, you know, it's high time that we stop complaining and start getting on each other, you know, start, you know, banding together as brothers and sisters and start, you know, moving forward. This time out for all this tic tac bullshit. Okay. And um, on Twitter, SPK13 said, Negro is actually very PC. There's a whole lot that could have been said or done. Uh, PJ Extra said, uh, That's the dumbest argument ever. Giuliani is 
is a devil straight up, and I lived in New York City when he was the mayor, and he's evil. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're not very happy about that. And my thing is, is that as far as the, the lyrics, I miss some of the lyrics. I mean, I, you know, it's a lot going on in the Super Bowl. I thought I heard it, but I wasn't sure what I was hearing, because that was the first time I'd actually heard the song. Now, I I had just recently saved the video where I could watch it later, and I watched it that night after the Super Bowl, but that was my first time hearing the song and actually, you know, taking the opportunity to listen to it. So I did hear it, but I wasn't sure I, that was what I heard. Um, so I'm pretty sure that if I wasn't sure, then somebody had to tell Julian what was being said, too. But um, let's see. Uh, Dr. Willis... The video shows Beyonce, you know, sit on top of a New York police car that's sinking into the water. But, I mean, of course, there wasn't a police car on the football field. So why do you think Giuliani said that she was insulting police officers when the lyrics didn't mention a cop and there was no indication of anything related to police officers out there on the field? Dr. Willis? Dr. Bobby Willis. Paging Dr. Willis. Okay, I think he's dropped off. And, Crystal, what do you think? I mean, just by doing the song, was that offensive to police officers, just by doing the song? No, and just like what I was saying before, it had to be because someone had already watched or seen or later when he made those comments, seen the video itself and made reference to it. And because that's the only reason why, you know, he would even think police. Uh, and also, which what I find kind of interesting, is if you see the video, there's a lot of references to voodoo, actually, um, to hmm. New Orleans. And, I mean, just some of the movements that she was making and some of the things that she was doing um, was was actually making reference to that. Um so, uh, which is actually not necessarily a, a bad art, but that's another story. But the, um, yeah, the whole thing with him, yeah, I agree with you. I think that these are uh, people who are around him who made a fuss about it and who said you should say something or you should, you know, you know, right. say something about the cops or whatever. Um, but these were things that were done. I mean, you know, in, even if you... Forget the video. If someone says anything about cops, period, I mean, these are things that are happening. They're not random, one-time, isolated incidents. These are things that are are occurring over and over and over again. Innocent people being killed and and, and just tortured and murdered and uh, mistreated. These are things that are happening all the time. And the New Orleans Katrina was something that people got, the Americas got to watch. And I believe um, Eminem was saying that I think a lot of white people, quite frankly, they don't get it. I think they really don't understand. It reminds me of, and I had this conversation earlier today, it reminds me of when people back in the 70s, sat down and watched Roots. They had no idea 
what occurred. And I think a lot of the things that they're ha- that's happening now, they still they have no idea what is actually really happening and going on in America, and it's shocking to them. And for Beyonce, you know, their non quote unquote black black princess <laughs> to do anything outside of their dream is like. What? And that's that's why he had to say something, because it's Beyonce. Yeah. Like, oh, my it's God. It's like, oh, Lord, we like, can no longer control her. Right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, I think this is really just them reacting to that fact right there. Right. And, and I've criticized Beyonce in the past for not being conscious. So I want to be the first to applaud her for... Uh, what she's done with this song and the fact that she decided to do it at the Super Bowl, seeing the women with the afros wearing the black was awesome. I enjoyed that black power fist, all that good stuff. And, um, I I mean, I I just want to commend her on it. I mean, she just, you know, got me on board for the first time because I've never really been like a Beyonce fan, but we're going to take a quick break. Um, while we take a break, I'm going to let you hear a little bit of a song called Valentine's Day by Sarantos Maloja. You can go to maloja.com, M-E-L-O-G-I-A.com, to hear more of his music and download some free MP3s that he has there. I'm going to play a sample of the song now, and I'll play the song in its entirety at the end of the show. But we're going to take a quick break for a couple of minutes. Here's Valentine's Day by Sarantos Maloja. Valentine's Day by Sarantos Maloja. 
you can hear the song in its entirety at the end of the show. 347-202-0215 is the number. Shout out to Joe Nate Bone in the chat room. And a few more questions on this, and we'll wrap things up. Um, let's see. Dr. Willis, is, is this whole thing even an issue of race simply because Giuliani came out and made a statement about it? I mean, do you think people even noticed the the whole performance prior to that? Did they really take it there? I think that um, any anybody, especially the younger um, generation who are more hip, and uh, more into the sublime, you know, they probably they probably did get it if they've seen the video prior to the Super Bowl uh, halftime show. Um, you know, I think if you watch it, you can't help but to, uh, you know, I guess uh, see some elements of of things that could that could create a racial tension or stir, um, and which I'm I'm totally fine with it because I mean it's it's, it's a subject that we need to talk about. You know what I'm saying, and and also uh, to have a serious discussion about. So, uh, you know, I, I I I had posted on your uh, on your timeline that you know it was a performance I had um, waited for, and I was hoping that she was going to perform. You know, uh, so mm-hmm. I was I was all for it. But I think if I think that if you got half a brain, uh, yeah, you, you could you could see the things that would create um, some some uneasiness with with certain people. So uh, I would I would say yes. I would say, uh, you know, it, it did start that discussion, and I don't think necessarily that Giuliani, uh, just because he said something, it, it, that was the reason. You know, I, I think it was just evident, and she was making a statement, and she made it. Okay. All right. Very good, sir. And um, as far as the video itself, Crystal, um, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, is it a message that some, I guess, is this message that she's trying to convey to the people something that music needs more of in 2016? Is this the time where music wakes up once again because of videos like this to where we're now talking about world issues? Well, I think that depends on the artist. Um, uh, when you're an artist, you put out there what's inside of you. And um, I think now, at this, like I was saying before, at this point in her career and her status level, she can do certain things that maybe she couldn't have done before in order to get to where she is. You have to stifle some things or just not say things or, you know, just keep it to yourself or talk amongst your friends. Uh, but now, you know, at this point, you can put it out there and do what you want. But I think with... With an uh, an artist, I don't believe that it is the right of every artist who has to come out and say something political or something, you know, that has to do with what's trending and, and talk about it and protest. I don't think every artist should, should have to do that. I don't think they're obligated to do that. I think if it's something that speaks to them, then they should. And clearly from this particular um, video for her, it spoke to her. Because you know it's a part of her family, and it, I'm sure it, it spoke to her probably while it was happening. There was probably a lot of things. I mean, if her mother mother is you know Creole, I'm sure they probably have family members in that area on her mother's side. So there's, I'm sure there were things that happened that maybe she couldn't talk that much about at that time. Mm-hmm. But um, 
But for artists, yeah, you should say things that um, that mean something to you. I don't think you should say things just because it's trending, um, or because, or to do a song simply because, okay, this is the political thing at the moment, so let me sing something about this. If it speaks to you, yes. But if not, no. You know, no thing about big booty women. You know, in the club, that's what you mean. Hey, all I want for my birthday is a big booty girl. <laughs> All right, so Eminem, what's your take on it, man? Is 2016 the year that music regains its consciousness when it comes to world issues? Um, I don't think so, but I, I think it is a, uh, I think it is a kind of a a, a a reach back to some of the things that uh that we kind of cut our teeth on with uh with the with with more diverse musicians and artists who do express more conscious realities, you know, uh, because, you know, for for NWA, you know, it was the public enemy, and then, you know, there was, you know, uh, Ham, I mean, it was, it was like different stuff for different groups, you know, and I think over the last decade, you know, everything kind of uh, narrowed down, so I think we'll see an expansion, but as far as like uh kinda like a a thing where we can say, you know, twenty sixteen to twenty twenty was the, the resurgence of of a uh you know, a uh a more uh cultural or community or justice consciousness, I don't I don't think so, you know. And that's more of like what I see on a daily basis, I don't really see 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 that being a trend that, you know, just takes off. Um, but but one thing I wanted to add about um, you know, the, the, the video itself, but not just specifically the video, I think that some of it, uh, um other than just what it was, was might have been like a throw off at some of the things that came out after the NWA movie came out, uh, I, I don't know if y'all saw some of the stuff on the internet about how I don't know record labels and people in the government basically said they was gonna basically brainwash negativity into um, the black community and you know just kind of desensitize everybody to killing and kind of just push that and and, and make it a thing um, and. It's kind of like, well, hey, you know, with the money I got and with the money my husband have, you know, uh, you know, we we you know we know some some dirty stuff in the industry. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with this, you know, and and if and if if some of that was the case, I think that was brilliant, you know, because it goes to show you how sometimes things can backfire on you. You know, it's almost like, uh, uh, now this is something people can really bite they sink their teeth in you know, in the chat room or whatever, they're listening. Uh, after 68, after, you know, King got assassinated, where well, the next phase was to bring drugs in the community and basically let everybody implode. Well, what happened was what you see now. You know, you see ghettos everywhere and stuff like that, but at the same time, you see bright spots. You see people who took drug money and sent younger siblings to college. That's the kind of stuff don't get publicized. You know, you see uh, drug dealers, and gang members who made a way to 
almost create like a safe haven for certain athletes to make it out so they wouldn't get killed and have to do that kind of stuff. See, that's so I guess with every negative, sometimes there is a positive bright spot. And, and, and her making this video is almost like, okay, yeah, y'all tried to screw us, but you can't get everybody. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying y'all as referencing skin, but, you know, there's a large, large sentiment that, you know, there is some possible truths in certain things where, um, where, where you know, some corruption was put in place to manipulate certain things to kind of create like a uh, a uh, psychological imprisonment, you know, and, 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 and just kind of brainwash individuals to thinking that anything negative is good, you know, other than just pure entertainment, other than just something to dance to, so... Um, but you know, but power to any artist who want to express themselves, and and what color they are don't matter, cause you know, um, sure, you too has did a lot of things that affect people way more than just you know white people. They speak up on subjects all the time, and a lot of times it's controversial. So now that it's Beyonce, well, you know, a black can't speak up for your own self, so now it's a problem. So that, that if anything's a problem, that's a problem. And I'm not familiar with what U2 has performed at the Super Bowl, but I do know they perform there. I just don't know the contents of their song yeah, as far uh, as... I can't remember what song they performed at the Super Bowl, but I know they've been on some larger stages and kind of made some comments and songs that were some things that, you know, that was, um, you know, kind of like being a voice for people mm-hmm. who might not have had a voice for it. A lot of their performances over in Africa, like when they uh, made a lot of statements and stuff too. So I, I know what Eminem was talking about on that. Yeah, so I, I want to give them a shout out, you know, because like I say, this ain't about skin color; it's about doing what's right, you know. And 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 and, and, and some book I always say, you know, everything's for communication. And what Bobby mentioned earlier, you know, you, you know, you, you for for the country to heal up, you know, and this, you know, this ain't my closing statements or nothing like that, but for the country to heal up. You know, you got to have a dialogue. You can't go around with white gloves on acting like shit ain't dirty nowhere. You know, some parts of your house going to be dirty. You wipe behind the TV, it's going to be some dust. So, you know, these white people who just only see one way and black people who totally forgot, you know, it's still some dust. It, it, the house is pretty clean, but it's still dust behind certain things. We need to clean that out, too. Clean out the vents. Clean out the vent above your stove. You know, no act like shit don't exist. No, that's right. All right. Well, um, let's see. As far as Beyonce, like I said earlier, you know, I'm 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 with you on this. I'm glad you did it. More power to you. Um, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. Express um, what's going on in the music. So maybe it can reach some people. Uh, another thing about formation. Uh, she made. She had a lyric in the song where she mentioned Red Lobster. Um, I, I saw the quote. Essentially, is it was um, if my man hits it right, then I take him to Red Lobster or something like that. Um, but since then, Red Lobster has reported that their sales are up thirty three percent just one day after Formation hit, and that they've been mentioned on Twitter forty two. They were mentioned on Twitter forty two thousand times in one hour. And they were trending for the first time in history. So they are very happy with Beyonce <laughs> for that one lyric. It's changed their whole franchise. That's p- 
power. And that power is why Giuliani is speaking out. That, that's what it is because uh, Nicki Minaj, I think, used to work at Red Lobster before she made it. So, uh, <laughs> damn, yeah, forty-two thousand an hour. Yeah, that's 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 power. And, and that's yeah, I think Beyonce went to Red Lobster. I just, I just. Everybody assumed. knows about the cheddar biscuits. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, so as mentioned, everybody as mentioned, knows about the cheddar biscuit. biscuit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Forget about. Uh, I want cheddar biscuits. I'm not a real lobster <laughs> fan, but the biscuits are good. Hell yeah! All right, so um, no zone coverage tomorrow. You know, we did zone coverage yesterday to wrap up the Super Bowl. So no zone coverage tomorrow. So the Talk to Q Radio Show will be back on next Tuesday, where we'll have more relationship and current event topics. Don't know what we're going to discuss, but I'll know sometime by next Sunday or Monday. If you want to keep up with what's going on or what's coming up for the next Talk to Q Radio Show, show number 568, then go to TalkToQ.com to the calendar, and you can sign up for the email newsletter there, and you'll get an email the day of the show. With the topics and what's coming up, the best way to keep up to the show, keep up with the show, go to talktoq.com, T-A-L-K-2-Q, and sign up for the email newsletter and stay up to date with what's happening. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into final thoughts. Give your final thoughts if you want to give a brief statement about how you feel about the whole Cam Newton thing. Um, I expressed my opinion about it last night and um, along with Buck and Ray and um, a guy named Naj that called in from Atlanta was very opinionated and uh, it was once again it was Ray versus the world last night for those who missed it Eminem you dropped off just at the wrong time man oh yeah, man, man. Uh, I, I saw the text you had uh, sent me yeah. this morning man because I had man. my phone charging <laughs> we, we went at it for yeah me. man Hours after that, Ray versus not, it was, I mean, everybody pretty much jumped on Nod at one point because he was saying some stuff that was just a little out there, but he was kind of kidding on some of it. But he was a cool dude. I hope he calls back. But uh, like I said, you can give your final thoughts. You can talk about the Cam Newton situation if you want. Give your two cents. We'll try to keep it brief. And, uh, Buck, I'll start with you. Great show tonight. I mean, I think everything pretty much got lined out. Um, the way it needs to be lined out tonight. I mean, uh, Crystal has some real good points, and Dr. Willis also. I mean, it's just really good show tonight. Uh, but I, I wanted to expound a little bit more on Cam Newton and his sorry ass. Um, this dumb bastard got up there and said it's not his responsibility to tackle somebody when you make when he makes an interception, nor was it um, – he wasn't going to jump down there and get the fumble when you know he 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 thought he actually did say that he thought he might get injured. Now, you just won the the uh, MVP for the National Football League, okay? Now you the same motherfucker that was up there dapping and on your little uh, you know on your little Dan and commercial your little Dan and yoga commercials, but now I see why you chose yoga because your ass is soft. When you are a quarterback <laughs> in the National Football League, when you're a quarterback in the National Football League, you I mean. The simple, basic fundamentals of football is one of the first, one of the first fucking things that they teach you when you're a quarter, when you are playing the football. If you see the ball come out, you fall on it. Okay, 
Kind of like Cam, a baby. Cam Norton is six foot five and about two hundred and sixty pounds. I don't think you're gonna get hurt, motherfucker. Fall on the ball. Now, with with the statements he made today in front of all of the United States to see, you are you made the situation from the other day worse than it was before. So I hope next season when you get out there and play, I hope them offensive linemen don't block for your sorry ass and for at all. So therefore you can run your run for your fucking life because you a bitch. Now I got somebody that can talk about on the on the on the talk to Q show. You worse than that sorry ass motherfucker that used to play for Green Bay. Man, you are sorry. You worse than Jermichael Finn. You yeah, man, it, it's it's a disgrace for your punk ass to get up in front of the cameras and talk that way. Soft motherfucker. I can play better than you and I'm forty five, bitch. I'm done. Mm. Mm. That's strong. <laughs> yeah, strong. All right, Dr. Willis. Oh man, um, you know, great show tonight. It's good talking up with y'all again. Um, just want to say uh, to recap, you know, the school, um, the, the decision that the school made, uh, it was shameful, but it was also probably necessary. And for people who may be against it, just um, think about this, you know, and put to put it in perspective. A kid come over to your house, you know that, you know, uh, the kid going to, you know, uh, have an asthma attack, and you know that if you do something and it goes wrong, you get sued. What are you going to do? You know, I know some people, because they're not in that situation, they'll probably say, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're facing that possibility of losing everything you have, and the school isn't going to lose everything they have, but, you know, they're already struggling right now as it is with education. That's the first thing to get cut when we talk about budget. So, you know, they can't mm-hmm. afford to lose money. So I totally understand why they made the decisions that they made, uh, if indeed that it was that was the reason, and I'm pretty sure it was. Um, the other subject that we talked about, Beyonce, um, you know, I'm all, you know, I, I appreciated what she did, you know. Um, but to move forward, I think one of the questions was, um, you know, should artists come out and talk about something? I think if, you know, moving forward with that type of music or with that type of uh, statement, um, you have to, you probably have to, for people to take you serious, you have to take out certain things that, you know, um, would throw your whole message off. Like, you know, if you hit it right, I'm going to take them to Red Lobster. You know, because, you know, you should probably, every guy in Red Lobster right now probably giving each other the look, like, yeah, yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> you know, I'm here. <laughs> she brought me here. So, you know, so you, uh, you know, you got to take out certain things if you really want your message to be taken serious. But I still, um, I still love the song. I thought it was great. Uh, and uh, last but not least, um, um, Valentine's Day, you know, again, it's it's a holiday for lovers, all right? It's not gender-specific. So, ladies, if you're out there, do something special for your man this weekend, you know. Uh, fellas, you know, that if, if you know if you got your guy that's worth his weight and go, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have something special planned for you. So, that's all I have. Uh, like I said, everybody have a good night, and it was good chopping it up with you guys again. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sabretooth was laughing at what Buck said about Cam Newton in the chat room. <laughs> Shout out to Sabretooth. And Eminem? Oh, man, great show. Uh, you know, great to hear the the, 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 the T2Q fam voices, you know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, I was on, you know, was on covers for a second last night. Uh, uh, but, uh, 
But, yeah, man, i just say something real brief about Cam. Um, and this is not even about Cam specifically, but it kind of goes back to the numerous topics we done had before, uh, not necessarily on zone coverage, but it'll, it'll come up in zone coverage time to time. But just on a uh, generational thing, you know, that's not to, to, to put everybody in, in, in one generation in one lump. But it's almost like, uh, you know, there is no tact. There's not a lot of thinking. It's a lot of self-centeredness. Nobody thinks about repercussions of the future, you know, and just because you have money, you have to understand there's ways to keep money and ways to make more money. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, all that stuff that your peewee coaches used to tell you, you know, there's no iron team and, you know, if that ball pop out, everybody got to get on it. Well, guess what? Even if you thought that was bullshit, you know, by opening your mouth and not at least lying and trying to make it sound like, <laughs> well, hey, man, I thought my right. hand was going forward or something like that, you motherfucker, you just lost millions of dollars because that, that, that them bombs Buck just put on you and see Buck. I'm not in Buck's bank account, but I can assure you Buck's not a millionaire or a billionaire. But but what Buck just dropped on Cam is what people with some checks that might have been ready to endorse your ass being the MVP of the NBA League, that's what they finna drop on you in action. You see what I'm saying? You are stupid as hell. And I've been a Cam fan going back to when the boy was in high school. I remember seeing him on Max Preps, and I was like, damn, who the hell is that? You know? And I'm just like, dude, you know, I'm pretty sure you're a brat and all that stuff, and, you know, you luckily got out of all that bullshit uh, from Mississippi State and stuff, but um, how asinine is it to even not have the the gall to listen to your advisors, you know, while you throwing tantrums and all that stuff? It's like, you know, it's like it's two ways. You, it's two ways you can realize something. You know, you can be conscious and know you're a nigga, or somebody can prove it and show you you a nigga. You finna find out you a nigga now. See what I'm saying? Because uh, the next face that they can make, the next person that can become somebody in the NFL, then all that, all them commercials you got, you know, you know, your tank, my tank, all that shit over with, dog. You say some shit like that, like you ain't a team guy and you're not trying to win and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I, you know, wow. I mean to have a perfect season other than going out with a win, but to have a perfect season giving balls to little kids and doing this and doing that and making people forget, you know, different things from before and to bring it all back and blow it up in everybody's face, man, that that's, you know, I can't I can't come behind. Now, usually Buck said he can't come behind me with something crazy. I can't come behind Buck with that one. So, and if Eminem came to come behind something, you know you're gonna drop the gym. So, shout out, but, but uh, appreciate that, homie. But uh, you know, Valentine's Day, man. You know, like I say, Valentine's. Uh, I think my man Dr. Willis, you know, says the season for lovers and all that. You know, but uh, um, you know, Valentine's Day is what it is because it could be better. You know. You got a lot of guys, you know, out there that's uh, that's not lonely for love, but you know they might be in between females or something like that, and could use some female affection. So, guess what? Hey, it's, it's been a while since I've been on. So, if they would go ahead, 
<laughs> and adopt thirteen thirteen, you know, that yeah, it might not be no chocolate so, but it'll be a lot of chocolate too, you know what I'm saying? So um <laughs> throw that dick, yeah. So um you know, so um you know, uh, uh just you know, just pass it, you know. You know, Bernie Sanders claim, you know, he you know, is anti establishment let's prove it, bro. Go ahead and pass thirteen thirteen. Let's get your old ass in office. And I'm not even a Bernie Evers. I mean, not Bernie. God damn, Bernie Sanders. Uh, uh, you know, fan. But if he can pass thirteen thirteen, he my man with his old ass. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You you get assassinated mentioning Bernie Evers around these parts. Yeah, kidding. Yeah, kill you have to let them know who he is one day in, in, the, in the on the on on the on the uh, yeah he, he on, on, on the internet on the fan page or something. But uh, yeah, the, the the Beyonce thing, um, like I said, you know, number one, Giuliani just represent what's wrong with the the small five percent of America. I mean, they number one, if you don't acknowledge something, you know, you're never going to get past it. You know, it's like uh, you, you know, it's just like that's the first step in any kind of treatment, you know. Hi, my name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. You know, hi, my name is Dave, and, you know, I'm a drug addict. You know, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Pookie, and I'm a crack addict. I mean, you got to acknowledge something. So to act like shit don't exist, and because, you know, these little inhabitants of the ghettos in America have, came out of poverty that nothing affects them because, you know, if it ain't directly happening to them, that's completely idiocracy, you know. Um, uh, I think it was a a great point that uh, uh, Crystal kind of mentioned about, you know, how, you know, you can get to a certain stage, uh, not for all artists, but for certain artists where you actually can come out and make more uh, poignant statements about things that might be more, in some people's mind, controversial. I mean, I don't know what what's so controversial about the truth, especially when you're not condemning everybody. It's only a problem when you throw everybody in one boat. You know, uh, you know, if 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 there's a portion of a segment of a population that has done something wrong, well, it's wrong. I mean, it's no different than Michael Jackson's uh, beat it when real gang members was in the video. I mean, gangs is a huge part of of you know L.A. culture. Well, uh, more than L.A., but I mean, but but you know, you know, that was big, 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 especially then. So he wasn't promoting or demoting it, but I'm saying it just reflects some of the things artists do this stuff all the time. You know, I can go on and on and on and on about how artists sprinkle in things that make you think, like, damn, and then they'll go back to talking about something else. You know, Scarface was brilliant doing. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gl- I'm glad. I mean, this is this video and and the stuff she gave to that shelter in in, uh, in her home city was very impressive. Because a lot of times people get money, they don't really give back to where they're from. Of course, it's they money and all that, they can give what they want to or not give. But you know, I thought that was impressive. But you know, people didn't really talk about that too much. Nah. All right, man. I appreciate that, Eminem. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm sorry, I missed my cue when you, you kind of got off the topic, so I, I didn't play it. But. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I threw it in before. I yeah. threw it in before I closed. Usually I close with it for the for the newbies out there. <laughs> All right, Crystal, close shut it down for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, first of all, regarding Cam, you know he's a little bitch, basically. <laughs> and I mean, seriously, I mean, he was he was almost crying and everything. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with? You? I mean, see, this is the difference between a worker and a leader. Okay, now. Mm. A lot of people, for the longest time, and I'm not making it a race thing, but for the longest time, a lot of people were like, well, why are only white guys uh, quarterbacks, a certain piece of quarterback? Because of the difference between being the worker and being the leader. When you are a leader, it goes beyond being really good at your job. You can be very good at your job and still not have the qualifications to lead the people who are under you or not as good as you or whatever. That, that's what he proves is that he can't even lead. You can't lead if you can't say certain things about He shouldn't have it made it personal or some, some people were saying, well, it was just because, the, you know, the other team were in the room and they were having a good time and they were, you, you know, you know, kind of yelling at him, and he couldn't stand it. So fucking what? You're the leader. You There are certain things that you're supposed to say. Like, you know, we played a good game. We did what we had to do. They just they did better. I mean, he said that like once, but it wasn't even genuine enough. He couldn't even contain it. You know, you just remember that someone probably said, okay, you, this is these are the things you're supposed to say. But he couldn't even he couldn't even hold on to it. He had to go back to, oh, wine and poor as me, wine, wah, wah, wah. You know, I mean, what the fuck? That's not a leader. And I, I mean, I'm not even somebody. I mean, I love football and everything, but I wasn't even watching these fucking games. And you know, for a minute, I was like, "What the fuck is Cam? Why are we talking about this nigga?" And then uh, I wrote, "Oh, he's a goddamn quarterback." What the fuck? I mean, what is that? You fucking bitch, man. I mean, you're supposed to just say, "Look." This is what we did. We did the best we could. They had the better team for this game. But, you know, we're all winners, and we'll get them next time, guys. I mean, that's what the fuck you're supposed to say. And then you go back to, the, you know, go back to whatever. You fuck your little girlfriend or whatever the fuck she is. And then, you and then, you know, you, you say, yeah, we should have we did this. We should have did that, you know. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, and everybody was like, oh, he's only 26 years old. I don't give a fuck how old he is. That's halfway to 21. 20, you know, he's not, it's not even 21. It's not, 26? Damn, you've been around long enough. You've gotten to a certain point in your career. You're the goddamn quarterback. You're supposed to sit there and just say what the fuck you're supposed to say. You know damn well you have to do it. I mean, how many times have every other person who's won and or lost have had to sit in front of the reporters and say what they have to say. Everybody. So why is it so hard for you to do this? This means that you're just immature, you're a fucking idiot, and you don't deserve to be quarterback just for that reason. That doesn't mean that you're not a good player because apparently he is, but obviously you don't deserve that role. So, I mean, 
That is the most embarrassing thing. He embarrassed himself. Nobody else embarrassed him. Nobody else. He did that himself. You know, and he could have just answered the question, and that would have been the end of it, and he could have went on with his life, and no one would be talking about it now. You know, <laughs> they'd be talking about the other team. They wouldn't. Who cares? I mean, I, uh, I was embarrassed for him just sitting there. I just wanted to slap him upside his head and, boy, damn. Damn. He would have got no goddamn pussy that night. I tell you what. He wouldn't have got shit. Oh, he got pussy that night. He's on. Because he's no. a pussy. Damn, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> nah, you, got you. you can't call that life, Girlfriend, man. Kia, whatever her name is, she should have been like, you a bitch, man. What the fuck? He should not. He, how this am I motherfucker supposed to get any more curses from that shit? Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, she has to go to she has to go to parties now with him. Right. Damn. Man, you nice. fucking up my whole goddamn agenda. Man, this dude just blew it. I mean, he he couldn't even enjoy the MVP one day without self-inflicting. Man, that's crazy. Where are all of my endorsements? My endorsements are gone now. Yeah, they're gone. Right. That's what I'm phone. saying. I mean, come yeah. on. Except for the really? Joke. Except for the Damn. Joke commercial. He'll get those. I don't know. He he won't get any more. Right. Um, he'll be a lot of material for, for SNL or, or, or yeah. something like that. But that's about it. Damn. Man, I hope I hope he gets sacked fifteen times a game next year. It teaches us yeah. a lesson. Stop acting like a bitch. See, don't nobody even. Saber. Yeah, everybody don't even like him anymore. That's, that's horrible. Right. I I, I defended him on the on the thing. I defended him dancing, all that stuff, until I found out he was a front runner. And then I, I, I don't have anything to do with him now because he's a front runner. I don't have any respect for front runners. Uh, Sabertooth said in the chat room, all that. He, he said, she's right, though. They're talking more about Cam than they're talking about the damn Super Bowl winners. And that's true. I ain't heard nothing about the, the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Somebody they had, oh, well, they had their parade today, and I don't even think I saw any highlights of it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's because of the way the way they won it. Anytime the defense win a game, it's, it's never gonna have the fanfare of a more of an offensive, you know, thing. So that's kind of some of it too. But man, this is awful. Man, that's awful. This this guy it's was awful, gonna be the man. Next. It's a disgrace. The disgrace. Can we pump, everybody pump this motherfucker up before the game because everybody wanted the MVP because you know between MVP between him and Carson Palmer. They went down. To, they went down to Arizona and blew the doors off their ass. And then he come in here and get his doors blown off. I mean, he act like a complete five year old out there on the football field. It was re, it was retarded to begin with. But when you don't have enough heart to fall on a football because you scared to get injured, bruh. Man, that that and then did you have the audacity to say it on national I, I fucking TV? Yeah, he didn't lie about if it. Was, if it was Andy Dalton. Uh, or not Andy Dalton, if it was uh, even Peyton Manning, I could respect it because we never really see him put his body on the line. But, dude, yeah, you but... played last season with, with cracked ribs, and you still running the football, and you mean to tell me he, you won't dive on the ball? Accident. He was in a fucking accident. The tram truck flipped upside down. And, he, and you know, he he played the next week in a fucking preseason game. Right. So, so I mean, to, this is sell... going from Superman to Super Punk. Right. I mean, I, I mean just the football fans, just the football no. fans alone, everybody yeah. know you full of it. You know, because, like, we, we, we watched you do this, man, your whole career. You mean to tell the, me you won't die? The bottom line football. was Cam, Cam was well, in his, well into his feelings by the time this played. 
he he had already lost. Okay. Right. Yeah. In his mind, they had already lost. So because You're his down by six hurt, points. He You're looked at that ball. <laughs> he looked at that ball and he said, "Man, skip this." That's uh-huh. what he did. He just exactly. skipped it. He was tired of getting hit. He was tired yep. of all the mistakes, and he he quit right there. You know, when he looked at that ball, he's like, "Man, skip this. I'm not getting hurt and we didn't lose or whatever." So to Cam, I just want you to say this because I know you're listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> all I want to <laughs> say to you, Cam, is and this is something a wise man said. Something that I heard two weeks ago. A wise man said, "It's, it's too bad they don't have band aids for feelings." So, <laughs> by the way, that hey. wise man was, was Cam Newton. All right. Hey, hey, hey Q. You know, well, this, this I know y'all remember this thing, one. You, you know how about, the bad thing about all of this is that when Big Ben and Tom Brady and all these other quarterbacks when they lose. You know, they always talk to the media and get everything out, you know, and they say whatever they need to say. Let me tell you something, Cam. A few years ago, Big Ben walked down a man after Jerome Bettis fumbled a football. You know where the fuck they went? To the motherfucking Super Bowl. And I ain't going to say beach. he walked them down, but he tackled them. <laughs> he tackled them, motherfucker. I'm just saying, he, he gave it all. He decided he could run because Big Ben ain't He saved that game. He, he saved that season. He saved that fucking game. Now, now, Cam Newton, if you would have fallen on that motherfucking ball, that could have changed the complexity of the fucking game, you bitch. And also, <laughs> and also, speaking of people, um, McNair, I, I never seen the dude play one down. He didn't. He didn't try from the team aspect. You know, even when he was getting hit a lot, he uh, stayed especially early in his career. But he never hey. like threw teammates on the bus. He never made excuses. Nothing. But this is what I wanted to say. Uh, real quick, too, and uh, I know uh, Q Buck, y'all remember me talking about it, how a lot of people don't think it's important to be a student of the game. Like, yeah, it won't affect your play on the field, but I guarantee you, uh, you take, uh, for instance, Russell Wilson, I just throw him out there, and RG3, if RG3 could play, they are familiar with the drive, right? So yeah. how can you not try to duplicate the drive right there in front of Elway and put put his own drive in his face, pick the ball up, the next play miraculously maybe get a first down, and that will be the drive in. It ain't mile high no more, but Conseco Fieldhouse or whatever, you know. But he don't have a clue what the drive is. Now, would that have made a difference? I don't know. But something's telling me if that was another player that was more knowledgeable of the history of the game. Of course, it ain't had nothing to do with it. Ain't going to change how much weight you lift or how tall you are. But in a sense, it still matters because you have respect for the for the game itself. So I'd have been thinking like, man, is this really happening? Six points. So if we go down here and score and get a field goal. They'll be putting me synonymous with the drive. You know, just like all those years you had to catch. You know, then you know. Uh, you know, it's like how can you not be uh, at least knowledgeable of some of those type things? That that's what keeps you football well, humble. Like I said, his mind in his mind, he was saying, "Man, let's get this game over with. Y'all ain't gonna block exactly me no right. way." You like bumping? We it, already it was lost. Over. And the, the reason I the reason the, the time when I knew they had lost this game mentally is when they scored and it was ten to seven. They scored a touchdown. I didn't see anyone give a ball to a kid in the stands. 
I didn't see the little traditional run down the sideline. Yeah, right, with, with the arms out running through everybody. They didn't do right. anything because yeah. they were tight. They were scared. And I was like, oh, man. I said, here it is, a three-point game, and you've already lost. You know, so. But like Sabertooth said in the chat room, people are going to remember this Super Bowl because of Cam's big mouth. This is true. Super Bowl. Or lack thereof. Remember for Cam's big mouth. So goodbye endorsements. Goodbye respect. Uh, hello, 7 and 9. Alright. I appreciate y'all hanging out with me and discussing this. And uh, like I said, I will catch you all next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Remember, we're an hour early now on the Talk to Q radio show. Be sure to go to thecrystalshow.com. Check out a Pimp's Perspective. Check out her new podcast. Uh, what's your podcast about, uh, Crystal? Crystal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to move on. Uh, my podcast uh, is about OJ, and in the premiere um, was my review of Stay Out of Compton. Okay, okay. And my thanks to Crystal for dropping her podcast at the same time my show came on the air. So That's right, baby. Six That's million right. people went over there to listen to that <laughs> instead of listening to this show, but it's all good. It's all good. So competition makes us stronger. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go check that out um, between now and in the morning. Probably in the morning when I'm getting dressed. I always like to listen to a show. I'm getting ready to step out for the day. But uh, go to thecrystalshow.com and check it out. And what is, um, what's up with a live show, Crystal? When is a live show? Is when, yeah. Uh, well, we haven't scheduled live shows right now. We're okay. just doing podcasts until maybe... I want in on one of these podcasts. Summer or something. So, well, we have I'm, to talk off, off about that. Oh, okay, guy. Now I got to negotiate licensing fees and stuff. You hear I just <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Hi. Always business, never personal. That's what Nano Brown said. So, okay. With that, I will go ahead and Get back to Sorrento's Melosia um, to let you hear his song in its entirety. You know, while Sorrento's feels that Valentine's Day is one of the most extraordinary days of the year, he also feels that it's not only um, a day, excuse me, it's not the only day that love should be celebrated. Uh, you know, take a moment each day and tell those in your life that you love them. Now, he described this as a cool, soft rock song about Valentine's Day. Uh, he's a singer, songwriter that's written a song about a man who spends Valentine's Day thinking about love and its special purpose in the world. Love is real. Real is love. Love is all around us on Valentine's Day. Love does not care about our age or whether we've been in love just once or many times. Love will smack us across our faces if it desires so. So what do you think about love? What do you think about Valentine's Day? Now, Sorantos wants his music to be shared throughout the world, and fans can always find his songs and his lyric sheets, videos, and books on his website for free. He openly gives everyone the right to share his songs, MP3s, and all for free with anyone that they want via email or social media platforms. Fans can sign up for his free email list to get the inside scoop and first exclusive content available nowhere else Malosia.com, M-E-L-O-G-I-A.com, 
Here is Valentine's Day. Everyone have a great rest of the week. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Peace out. Talk to you next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Thank you.